Now you're ready to sail for the horn. Play, hey, roll and go. Our boots and our clothes, boys, are all in the horn. To me, rollicking, randy, dandy, oh. Heave a pole, heave away. Play, hey, roll and go. The anchor's on board and the cable's all stored. To me, rollicking, randy, dandy, oh. Welcome to another episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast. Uh, and Aaron, uh, I just got back from a weekend in Colorado where I connected with a bunch of really cool people who work in this space of uh, Christian porn and sex addiction recovery. In, in case listeners are thinking, oh, I already heard this episode, this is another trip to Colorado where you are hanging out with I know, people. I'm spending a lot of time in Colorado lately. Uh, but this was fun. Got to hang with Sam Black, by the way, our friend from Covenant Eyes. We need to have Sam back on. Boy, they are making some amazing progress in their technology with their screen recognition software anyway had great time with him actually roomed with him uh I, you know i i had reserved a room of my own in an airbnb and then got an email from sam's and he had a he had an extra bed in a hotel room and i thought you know what it's better to stay with somebody else than to stay by myself downtown and so got got some great hang time with him bunkin with black yeah Met some, uh, some, you know, a lot of the people in that room, there were about 30 leaders. A lot of them I knew, almost everybody I knew by reputation. Quite a few of them I'd met, but there were others who I hadn't met before. Had some great conversations, made some great connections. And we'll get to introduce uh, our listeners to some of those folks in the months to come. Mm -hmm. Uh, and one of the most entertaining guys that I got to hang with was uh, Matt Dobschutz, who runs Porn Free Radio, another another podcast, a big podcast out there. Now, this might seem like a weird uh, little segment coming up because yeah. he is both interviewing us as we are interviewing him. And We're it is doing a crossover episode. A, cro a crossover episode. Yeah. So we're it's, yeah. So it's, we are interviewing each other, and then we're going to drop our uh, podcasts in the same week, maybe even on the same day. Yes. So, uh, you know, you might just think, man, this, this guest is really friendly and asking Nate and Aaron a lot of questions. Now that'll clear that up for you <laughs> so that you aren't worried about it. Because we don't want you to be worried. We want you to be relaxing and enjoying this episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast. Nate, um, this is the first time we've actually been on a podcast together. Well, that's not true. We recorded a podcast for Pirate Monk um, <laughs> in 2014, but Aaron was busy that day. Okay, and oh, wow. you you were in charge. You were in charge of recording it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, okay, that was a disaster. And, and I don't I don't know what happened to that audio. It's. Uh, you know, it was one of those things where I think, you know, I, I remember going, hey, is Aaron going to be here? <laughs> and you're like, no, he's busy today. And I'm like, okay, all right, well. <laughs> wow, this this uh, is so affirming. I didn't, I didn't know this would be so affirming just sitting here for the introduction. That's really sweet. <laughs> we had an amazing interview and it had to have been 2014 or 2015. I don't know. You think it was probably probably the best interview that <laughs> was never aired on the Pirate Monk podcast. I nailed it. I nailed it. And <laughs> then, and then I watched the. I I, I honestly monk Pirate Monk, uh, feed for like weeks and months, 
going, is this the week that I'll get released? And then at some point, <laughs> that's, like, that's actually, that's how out. we try to get fans. We tell them they've been interviewed and <laughs> then they just keep waiting and they tell their friends to listen. And we just hope that within that time, their level of enjoyment eclipses their level of anger. And we've got fans. That's uh, that's pretty much how we've cultivated that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we average what? I, I Six would... or seven interviews a day. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, I, you know, I would love to say that that's the first time or that's the only time that's happened to me, but uh, maybe you guys have experienced this. Sometimes people get excited. They go, hey, we'll get that guy on to talk about porn. And it'll be really great for our audience. Yeah. And then I think when they start to talk, they're like, oh, my gosh, why did we do this? Yeah. <laughs> so I've, why I've did we a- open that can of worms? How do you like to be addressed as Matt or as Dauber? What do you like? That's a great question. I, um, I'm pretty much dauber to all my friends. Oh, okay. Uh, so we should call my you Matt. Ma- my, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> including, uh, my, my mom calls me dauber. Uh, my nieces and nephew call me uncle dauber. Uh-huh. So I'm pretty much dauber. My wife doesn't call me dauber. And, uh, I think my English teacher in college didn't call me dauber. So okay. that's, uh, Pretty much most other. Okay, I, f- I feel like I'm left out because Dauber is not your last name. Dobschutz. Dobschutz. Yeah. Okay. You so, got it. Oh, My okay. last name is Dobschutz, so it comes from that. Yeah. Movement from the dab. I mean, I know the dab. You put one hand in front of your nose, like a vampire, and one arm out. That's the dab. Is there what? a different mood the move that's a about? that's a dab? Uh, I don't know. I, I Aaron, I don't. Too old. You, I can't tell how old you are, Aaron. But you, that's a, that's a dated reference. I don't, I don't think kids, I don't think kids have have dabbed for like five years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that shows exactly. My seventeen-year-old. Uh, I mean, we've was had way four dances. We've had we've had four dances since then. I mean, there was the whip and the nene. There was. Uh, oh, I think there was the lawnmower man or something. I don't know. <laughs> the lawnmower man. Uh huh. Um, I am so far out Nate of this Nate has no idea what we're even talking Nate, about. Yeah. Um, what well, you know, there was the cowboy, the cowboy rap song, you know, I mean. What, does I, nobody I, waltz anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well, ever since Bach died, it's all been downhill. I understand yeah. uh, that's been rough for you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. I, um, yeah, I am kind of a dancer, though. So I, I've, I'm known for being a big guy who can dance. Um, I am not surprised by that. Especially when I go to like Filipino weddings, people love me. Uh, you know, all the all the old aunties just love me. Mm-hmm. That is uh, so to, specific. The Filipino used, weddings. Yeah, I used to call. Well, they, there's a lot of dancing at Filipino weddings, so um, so I kind of have a reputation in the uh, in the Chicago Filipino community. You know that I'm a great guy to have at a wedding. <laughs> um, I used to. <laughs> he, he cooks a mean adobo and then he gets on the dance floor. I used to. I used to ca- uh, call my friend Irwin, and uh, I'd be like, um, "Hello, um, Mrs. Ignacio. Could I speak to Irwin?" And then she'd be like, "Who is this?" And I'd be like, "It's Matt." And then she would go tell Irwin that I was on the phone, and she goes, "Which one is Matt?" And he goes, "You know, the fat one who dances." <laughs> and then she goes, "Oh, of him." <laughs> Wow. Well, you know, that's not a bad thing to be known as, the fat guy who dances. I have been known uh, on far less flattering terms. So, do, do we dare of... ask? <laughs> I'm curious. Well, I mean, recovering porn addict really doesn't ring the bell in the same way. Well, I, I dated my wife in high school, and people have asked her about me mm-hmm. in high school. And she said, yeah, he was the one that walked really fast between classes with his head down. That's how she <laughs> described me in high school. So there, the fat one who dances is way cooler. Uh, well, I, I got a question for you. Tell me about how you guys got together as, as, as a podcast duo. All how, right. did, how, did, how did it come about? Well, let me see. Uh, I met Aaron. Uh, it was the first, actually the first road trip that our local Samson Society took. We took 30 guys out to uh, a church f- from Nashville, where we are, to a church in uh, the central coast of California at Aaron's invitation. He was on the staff of that church. 
to do uh, some kind of well, a conference? Should we, should we give the, the – Matt, the, the one step back was I had been asked by a bunch of college kids who wanted to put on their own conference, uh, not attached to their college groups or anything. I was in a college town. They wanted a conference on – what was it? Masturbation, dating boundaries, porn, and there was a fourth topic. And they said, will you come and talk to us for two days about that? <laughs> and I was just so impressed that they were doing this themselves. I said, yes. And then I went, ah, crap. I don't want to go talk to 250 dudes about this for yeah, two yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that weekend, a woman came. Nate had just gone. Was it the first time you had told your story when you went to San Diego? Yeah, I think it was a, it was one of my very first speaking gigs. Yeah, I spoke to a group of artists. Yeah. In, uh, actually, it was in Florida. Yeah, she okay, was in so, San Diego, but she heard me in Florida. Well, there you go. So yeah. a San Diego musician saw Nate in Florida, ended up at our church in the Central Coast, and we were having lunch afterwards, and I was whining. And she said, oh, I know a guy who would be great about talking about those things, and gave me Nate's number. Nate and I talked for like two or three hours, mm -hmm. and I thought that would be such a waste to just bring him out to talk about that, because what he's talking about isn't just porn and masturbation and that. It's about community. Yeah. And so I said, let's just do a whole separate thing. And when Nate went to his guys and said, I don't want to travel alone. Yeah. Yeah. They, they 25 all, guys volunteered. I, I, the church credit card at the first Baptist church never spent more money on beer than having all of them come <laughs> for that conference. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sometime after that, we got rolling with the Pirate Monk podcast, and we really needed we needed help on that podcast. And and Aaron sensed it, and stepped up, and volunteered. And when we were, I guess, a couple years in. No, wait, wait, wait! Episodes. It's never spoke a couple episodes in. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. And so the craziest thing we ran this for years. So wait, wait, did you? I was going to say, did you, did, Aaron, did you say that you had to go buy beer with the uh, Baptist Church credit card? Yeah, it was beautiful. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of beer. I mean, it wasn't just like bought a, a six pack of beer. There were a lot of pirate monks. Yeah. It, it was a lot of money in beer. <laughs> so it's worth, it's worth noting. All right. So you've thrown out the Samson Society, the pirate monks. Yeah. And Didn't alcoholism. Get... And, well... <laughs> And and minor beer drinking. Yeah. Um, so uh, give me give me just the thumbnail uh, origin story of the Samson Society and the designation of a pirate monk. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Samson Society is not officially a group for porn or sex addicts, but uh, we're well represented. Uh, we call ourselves a mutual aid society for Christian men. It's a place where you can bring your real self, say the real truth, find. You know, have authentic relationship with guys who want to walk in the same direction. And, uh, you know, our, our uh, uh, you know, our symbol is the pirate monk. It's a, it's, a, it's a monk with an eye patch. And the reason we chose that is that it, it kind of uh, encapsulates for us, describes for us the integrated life. So all of us are Christian guys. It's a Christian group. And so we all have an authentic monk part. And, you know, we like to we like to read spiritual books and, and, you know, we pray and we do the stuff that we love God. We do the stuff that Christians do. Uh, but we also, all of us have a pirate part that, uh, and some of us have done some pretty crazy things. Now, the mistake we made for years was uh, we thought that the monk was all good and the pirate was all bad. And we tried to, uh, you know, kill the pirate and be the monk and we were never very successful. Uh, but the truth really is more nuanced. The truth is that the monk is a good guy, but he isn't all good. Uh, he does tend towards self-righteousness and exclusion and, uh, you know, uh, they tend to be loners. Monks do, a lot of them. Uh, <clears throat> and the pirate, uh, you know, he's bad, but he's not all bad. I mean, uh, he's a scoundrel, but he doesn't pretend to be anything other than a scoundrel. So he's got that going for him. He pillages villages, but, <laughs> but he got, feels bad about it. No, that's not it. But he has courage. <laughs> he does. He's courageous and pillaging. He can play with others. You know. Yeah. This so, is amazing. So this the is idea. Amazing. So the idea is, if you can take the best of both and put them together and be the same person all the time, 
Now you got something. Stop lying about the other parts. Right, exactly. So it makes the monks nervous when you're around them, because they, and it makes the pirates a little nervous too, but you can just be the same person all the time. Which I believe is the definition of the word integrity. Yes, it's the integrated life. Integrity. Listen, guys, guys, I got to jump in here. This yeah. is an amazing. This is amazing. Um, I read in a, a, an Italian novella uh, a couple years ago called The Cloven Viscount. And it's about this nobleman who goes to fight in a war and he gets bisected by a cannonball and it splits him into two halves. Uh-huh. The good half and the bad half. Yeah. And at first you think, yeah, the good half is the noble one. It's the, you know, it's the good one, but he's passive mm -hmm. and he's yeah. overly kind and he, he's not very shrewd and yeah. he's not very, he's, he, not, he, he's not wild at heart. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. And that, uh, and, and then, you know, of course the, the, the bad one is driven and has all this, uh, is very proactive and yet he's, you know, doesn't have any empathy. Right. And uh, can experience love. And, um, and so it basically shows how both of them in some ways are miserable without one another. And mm. the townspeople uh, are, start to hate both of them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah. so I won't tell you how it ends, but it ends in a, in basically an integrated way. So, but, I love the, uh, I, but I love the fact that you, 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 and uh, I think the guy's name is Italio Cavino. Uh, you guys came up with the same kind of ideology. This, yeah. uh, this split personality who really needs to be integrated. Well, can we can we define something real quick? Because Nate talked about guys coming and having authentic community, and I, I was talking recently with a pastor who was talking about his small groups and said, yeah, well, we have authentic community in all of our small groups. And at that moment, I thought we should really define authentic community because <laughs> I don't think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, I'm going to throw it out to you. I, I have thoughts, but I'm curious on both of your definitions, what would make a group of people an authentic community? Go ahead there, Matt. You know, the thing that I think is the, that makes it authentic is honesty. Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of what we would call community, things that seem like community where we're with people, there is a lot of hiding. Yeah. And, uh, minimizing, uh, using words that kind of hide what the true nature is. Yeah. Um, and pl got people playing roles with one another. Yeah. Um, so, for example, there's what's really going on, and then there's what you're trying to show or present to me, um, the way you want me to see you. And right. I think in a lot of um, relationships that are inauthentic, that's what we do. We're doing kind of this dance where we're not really showing our true selves. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's out of fear because we can sense when you go into the room. Sometimes it's very explicit and you get explicit instruction. Sometimes the instruction is implicit. You're reading the signals. Uh, but you get the message that there are some topics that are off limits. There are some behaviors or failures that you're never going to be able to cop to because that is going to get you the left foot of fellowship. You're going to be out the door. Uh, there are certain questions that cannot be asked, certain opinions that cannot be entertained. Uh, and that just in the long run is, is stifling. I, I think also too, Nate, it's not just that, it's not that we're afraid to talk about things. I think what we're afraid to show is weakness. Yeah. Like we're, it's more like, it's not that I, I don't want to talk about, like, for example, it's not that I'm, I'm so prudish. I don't want to talk about sex. Mm -hmm. What I don't want to talk about is that I'm, you know, compulsive, compulsively masturbating and thinking about my neighbor Right. Or I'm... Whoa, hey, Matt, we don't say the word masturbation here. That's inappropriate, <laughs> yeah. and you right. should feel bad about or, it. Or, or some, you know, some other thing, you know, yeah. that, I'm, that I'm doing something 
that I'm not in control of and yeah. you know and I'm and I'm yeah. I'm embarrassed about about it yeah, and, and, I, and 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 I don't want you to see me not having it together yeah and I think I, also I, if if that group is clearly hierarchical if there is status to be gained or lost then mm-hmm. I want to find my place within the dominance hierarchy right that's why we really, in Samson Society, do our very best to make the place a radically egalitarian Christian fellowship. So there's no designated leader, and leadership can can rotate through the group. Uh, it's not it's 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 just that anybody can lead at any time. But but there isn't this kind of clerical class of people who supposedly have to get it together. They have to pretend that they have it together. I've been on that in that trap. I was a Many years ago, far, far away uh, in another galaxy, I was a pastor for five years, and I, and, and I know what it's like to try to stay on top of that pedestal. I wasn't doing myself a favor, nor was I doing uh, the other people in the room a favor. I was making that room unsafe, and it was unsafe for me. There's something really twisted about everything you guys just said. It is a man culture thing mm-hmm. where, uh, Matt, what you just talked about, was this fear of if I am vulnerable, which is such a big part, not just uh, being honest mm-hmm. is that's part of authenticity, but being vulnerable is, yeah. is a bigger part where it's, I'm going to be honest and let you touch me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to expose myself to you and you can touch me. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. And it, it feels like that's going to make me weak and mm-hmm. I'm going to get attacked. When the reality is that's the most courageous thing. So somehow it's been twisted in our man minds that that's the weakest person that makes himself vulnerable. And all of us know, uh, no, that's the scariest thing. So if you press in, you are the most courageous person in the room. Right. So how do you reclaim that for for courage? That's great. It's, you know, it's interesting, Aaron. I, I've been thinking about this recently. Um you know, I, I work with lots of different guys and I ask them, you know, why do you want to be porn free? That That's one of the things that we'll try to figure out and try, I try to help them craft actually a statement that helps them figure out why they want to be porn free. Now, what do you think the first answers are? The first answers are always, I want to be a man of integrity mm-hmm. or I want authentic community people will say things like that they don't say i don't want to sleep on the couch anymore i would have thought that would be the first answer well sure sure they'll say things like i want to you know i really want intimacy with my wife or or i want i want to be a a great loving husband whatever anyway but as i dig down i'll go well what does it mean for you to experience true intimacy Mm-hmm. What does it mean for you to have real connection? And what we under what we uncover is that's where the biggest fear is. Sure. That's why porn is so attractive, that getting lost in porn, slipping into it, withdrawing into it is so attractive because the idea of real intimacy with your wife at a core vulnerable level is the scariest thing to this guy. And yet that's the thing that he tells everybody that he wants. And, and that's why, and then he doesn't, then he doesn't understand why he keeps going back to porn. Yeah. What are the reasons they give for it not being safe? Rejection, obviously it's gotta be near the top of the list. If I all sorts of things, it's not, um, for example, maybe growing up intimacy was a way that you got hurt. If you were too vulnerable in your family, you got, you know, yeah. Uh, you got hurt. And so it was a self-protective way. Maybe there were, there's wounds where, where you don't let anyone in. And so you say on, on one level, you're saying, Hey, I want this connection and intimacy, but internally there's a fear that's controlling your behavior. Yeah. But you're saying it's really important because we can't address a fear unless we understand what perceived good it's doing for us. We don't have any fear for no reason. The fear is always promising us protection, promising us gifts. It's just a gift that's going to cost us, and it doesn't tell us the cost. And you're talking about kind of unpacking that and saying, look, until you know what you're getting out of this, this this isn't like a jump scare fear. 
This is something deeper that says, if you're afraid, if you hide, you'll never be hurt again. Okay, that's the promise. That's the benefit. But it's going to cost real intimacy with the people in your life. And that's where that authentic community comes in. Yeah. Um, If you're just operating in these relationships and this happens a lot in churches where people play roles and say what they they, they're supposed to say but if if underneath there's fear sin and a whole bunch of stuff that's driving our behavior unless we're authentic and kind of help each other unburden themselves with these things you know we're going to stay in these fake fake roles we're going to stay with these masks on we're going to say well this is what we want we want intimacy and we want this deep relationship with god but if deep down we equate those things with you know being alone or or being scared or fear you know those things will will push us back into the addiction you know matt um when I first got in, when I first got into recovery, I mean, I hated the meetings. I didn't want to go to the meetings. Uh, I wanted to get, I wanted to get the books. Ideally, I wanted a workbook, uh, some exercises that I could complete, uh, so that I could, uh, you know, internalize the secret information, and you know, fix my behavior. What I didn't understand was, I was suffering from an intimacy disorder. Mm. And you cannot solve an intimacy disorder alone with a freaking mm. workbook, right? Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you have to learn to connect. And what the great benefit of the groups, which it took a long time for it to dawn on me what was actually happening, why I left feeling so good, and why the quality of my time with my wife slowly began to improve, was that in those groups, I was learning non-sexual intimacy. Mm. And that formed the foundation later on for sexual intimacy, uh, which was far different from anything I ever paid for back in the days when I allowed porn to take me other places that I had not intended to go. This is hard for people to understand. Uh, Matt, last weekend, Nate and I were at the, where were we at? That conference thing? The AACC conference, the Association of... American Association of Christian Counselors, big conference in Nashville. Right. So I had some conversations with people, and I meant to mention this last week, where counselors were saying, okay, so these these meetings, Samson meetings, virtual meetings, uh, live meetings, do they focus on a thing? Like mm-hmm. they were thinking, this is how to get fixed from right. I'm an alcoholic, I'm a porn addict, I'm a whatever. And they... I really watched them struggle to understand, no, it doesn't matter what your thing is. We're not going to focus on your thing at the meeting. And if you don't have like a major thing, but you're just alone, this is the place you come and learn how you practice being honest in a place that people aren't going to judge you. They're not going to correct you. No, they're going to move closer. They're going to move in. Yeah. And you're going to learn that, that it's safe, that taking that step of courage is going to bring, it's going to yield something beautiful and fruit in your life. So it's it's interesting how hard it is for people that are issue focused to right. realize that this stuff we're talking about <laughs> is really the thing yeah. that creates the byproduct of good fruit in those other areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Aaron, I want to jump on something you said. One thing I tell my groups all the time is, this is. Uh, this is a place where you come to practice honesty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Practice connection, practice vulnerability. Those things those things don't come naturally. Right. If they did, we'd con- create connection, we'd we'd be honest and we'd have integrity um naturally. Like if we if we if it could, you know, we'd already have it. We yeah. wouldn't need the group. But we're in this group because we need to be, build skills in these areas. And they're actually habits. Right. They're actually skills to be acquired rather than traits. I think a lot of times when especially Christian guys say the word integrity, they act like, well, that guy's, you know, a man of integrity, almost like he's born with it. Like that's just how he is. But I think integrity is more about. Um, you know, learning skills, becoming whole, becoming integrated and intact. And 
you need places to learn how to do things that you're weak in. Right. And it, and it does just take practice. I mean, this is, I, I feel really grateful when I moved out of the house, I was 17, moved down to Los Angeles, ended up in a house with guys in their late twenties and early thirties who were recovering sex addicts. So I was 18 years old and it was what they were all talking about. And so what a weird thing later to realize. Did, did, an, did another sex addict just get his wings there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just, phone. I'm trying to stop it. it, it I can't shut it up. Okay. So it, it was really weird coming from that because I, I was literally in, in those early formative years just in a community of honest people. Mm. And so I never it was kind of the opposite of yeah. so many of these other situations where people felt like I have to hide. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it is a matter of practice and exposure. And I could see by being exposed to that, I, I didn't do anything. I was just, I was in it. Yeah. And I think even when guys come to meetings and they're not ready and they're taking small steps or they're taking lame steps. Yeah. Like you can always see a new person who's still using those half words, still talking about besetting sins because right. they don't want to say masturbation. They don't want to say porn. That's okay. It's, it's all about this exposure. And, and what we hope is that at some point we all get to learn it is safe. Mm-hmm. None of us die from honesty. <laughs> it's, it's not terminal. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And I think we all get grateful for that moment that we're brought into it, whatever age it is. And it's a, it's a beautiful sight. I love watching a guy walk to the end of the high dive, and you can tell he's just sitting there, and he's just debating in his mind, like, do I jump? Do I jump? Do I jump? And, and then to watch him do it and say that thing he's never said out loud before. Oh my gosh! And when it's really specific, yeah, like it's not even that big a deal. Yeah, the rest of the room, yeah, it might be going like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, but yeah. it's so specific, yeah, that you just feel his, uh, like, okay, I did it, <laughs> and and then I and mean, that, and the world doesn't end. And what what we're all looking for is, will they flinch? Yeah, will right. they look away? Yeah, will they look down, ashamed to lock eyes with me? Right, and when a group is safe. They can look a man in the eyes, not flinch, and go, yep, yep, all right. Yep, that's what it's all about. That's where the healing is, really. That's where the healing, or at least that's where the healing begins. There's more to it. Those group experiences are, are seminal. They're fantastic. They're foundational. They're necessary. Uh, but we often say that Samson has great meetings, but Samson really isn't about the meetings. It lives between the meetings in daily relationship between honest men. Yeah, for sure. So uh, how, how did you get into uh, – I don't know your story at all, Dobbers, but I'm calling you Dobbers. Dobbers. No, uh, no, no S. No S. <laughs> isn't, that the, isn't that the little elf that like you give a sock to and they're free in Harry Potter? Is there – no, th- no, that's the one about that's about a horrible misuse of my nickname. <laughs> okay. the, the whole Harry Potter thing. No, it's just Dobber, just Dobber, sometimes the Dobber, but just Dobber. Okay, the Dobbs. Uh, d- now, my wife hates that. She hates it when people call me Dobbs. What so. about okay. uh, what about El Dobberino? <laughs> no, you know, here's the thing I've told this before. If if you have to have a nickname for your nickname, that's getting too much. <laughs> just one name. It's like it's like there was Puff Daddy, and then he was Puff Diddy, and then they just call him Diff Diddy. You know, yeah, right. just, yeah. just rappers sometimes have too many nicknames. I just have one, Dobber. Dobber. Okay. So what's the question, Aaron? What's my what's my origin story? Where did I come yes. from? Yeah, le, yeah. Le, le Debert. But what uh, what <laughs> led you to become and by the way, I also Backup question. I want to know why you call yourself recovered man. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here was the thing, you know, um, <laughs> recovered man. Yeah. Uh, here was the thing. I had, a, I started a podcast called Porn Free Radio, which you're on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, my website was pornfreeradio.com. And more and more, it just was getting blocked 
because of the word porn in the title. Like oh. people who listen to the podcast couldn't go to porn free radio. Yeah. Right. Uh, or other people thought it meant free porn radio and they misunderstood completely. Yeah. Well, I'm okay with people misunderstanding and getting there. Yeah. I mean, plenty, plenty of people search for porn in the podcast directory and, yeah. and, and, saw, and saw my face and went, well, I better listen to this. Let me try it. <laughs> uh, so, That's when they knew they had a problem they needed yeah. to deal with. Well, the joke, the joke I say is 50% of the guys search for porn uh, you know, and found porn free radio and the other 50% just lied about how they found. Porn free. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, was, it was getting blocked by filters. It was getting blocked by filters. So I had to come up with another URL for sort of my, yeah, whatever my home base and my last name Dob shoots D O B S C H U E T Z. Not exactly the easiest. Right. Um, I do have dauber.net or dauber.org. I could could have used that, but that didn't seem to fit. So um, so I was looking for something that kind of at least encapsulated, you know, where I want to be and what who I want to be. And yeah. Recovered Man seemed like a good idea. And I like, well, I like the double play on that. I like the idea of being in recovery, but I also like the idea of, of um, you know, kind of reclaiming yeah uh the man that we were created to be yeah yeah um it's funny whenever you google the word recovered man it's always like there was a, a recovered man found at the bottom of uh, <laughs> lake winnebago uh he was he was there for six years uh you know like that kind of yeah, thing. yeah yeah so so it's always dead people in the stories but um but in some ways listen That's, there's a lot of there's a lot of dead guys out there kind yeah. of porn zombies and people yeah lost and um you know there is a little bit of that sort of recovering that good thing that yeah. that we were well, created to be boy, what, isn't isn't that where recovery loses the gospel when we think recovery is about fixing sinners and god's all about killing sinners and exhuming the bodies resurrected as new creatures that's a huge difference i aaron i gotta say my my audience is pretty broad so i don't know if they're all going to follow the theology there <laughs> but but it's well but, for those of you listening just listen <laughs> it's awesome it's good it's right go with it okay so so would but, you have but, called yourself would you have called yourself a porn zombie at some point in your life porn zombie i don't know if i yeah there was definitely i mean there's definitely plenty of times that i was you know strategizing my my porn escape, you know, mm -hmm. um, kind of, you know, coming home from work, thinking about what I was going to do. Or, uh, I remember before I got married, you know, walking to the video store on Friday night and kind of, kind of getting carried away with even just the, I felt like even the, the dopamine kind of rush, which I don't talk about a lot of my podcasts, but that, that sort of body shift, physical shift was already there before i even got to the video store oh like, sure oh. absolutely do you, do you, do you yeah. see am i getting red right now because mm -hmm. i just got so triggered by what you just said i had forgotten the first video store when i was living alone yeah and i finally worked up the courage to go in the back you know giant yeah, yeah, oversized yeah. boxes yeah 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 and i grabbed like three of them took them to the counter because i didn't know there were like little chip things that you take up and put the entire boxes oh really and the guy at the counter was embarrassed for me yeah. people were behind me and he whispers uh, young man you you just get the little tags in front of the boxes yeah i never went back again but you talking about this <laughs> like my whole body is so hot right now and that was like what 30 years ago more the than the body 30 keeps years. the score Aaron, man. oh my gosh Aaron. Aaron, I got to say, you know, these these young porn addicts, I mean, they got it so freaking easy. They have I know. no idea. Uh, they'll never know what, what we it's had to like go through. to. Yeah. There's no, they'll never know what it's like to ask a, a guy at the counter. Uh, yeah. Could I have that one? No, not that one. <laughs> no, no, no one know. over. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. With with those. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but but how how insane because because yes i yes i'm not even getting the details of those horror stories but we kept going back mm -hmm. in the midst of that i mean that's humiliating 
I had one particular guy that would start thumbing through and making comments about my choices. Oh, yeah. Horrible. I'm getting even more red. I feel so hot right now. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, that's where it was at back then. And, and, um, and I think, um, uh, I, you know, as, as things have changed, it's a little different now. But some of the same... I mean, it's the same obstacles to recovery, right? Yeah, you know, it's letting go of the behaviors, you know, letting go of that. Yeah, uh, coming but, out of isolation. But it's become it's become even more dangerous and more highly addictive. The stuff that we, you know, and I started even before you guys did. I started in peep shows without sound. That's how that's how far back I go, and and Playboy magazines. Um, but you know, when we when we hit that video store. Uh, season when you'd go, go in and rent the video, you still had to. I mean, it's a VH, VHS tape. It's that maybe you get one, two, three tapes, and you've got to forward from scene to scene. And some of them are still feeling obligated to put some kind of a plot in there, so you've got to go past the dialogue. <laughs> uh, and now, 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 all that pretense is gone. Yep. And and with the click of a mouse, I can go from scene to scene to scene to scene to scene to scene, person to person to person, uh, uh, group to group, whatever it is I'm into, uh, over and over and over, conditioning my brain to novelty in a way that's taking me farther away from true satisfaction with a single person. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and... I think the movement away from the fantasy, mm -hmm. I mean, that old stuff was ridiculous fantasy, mm -hmm. but it was very removed from real life. Right. And now so much more, it's trying to integrate it into right. feeling like this is real life. Sure. Sure. And well, with the homemade stuff too and everything. Yeah. Well, and the homemade stuff that's not homemade, it's yeah. just supposed to make you feel like yeah. this is real life. I, I agree that technology has changed it um but my obsession with it mm -hmm. and my preoccupation with it my um what's the right word um obsessive thinking about it right i, I don't think that's any different i, I hear I, you I, yeah I, right. I mean i and and i was just as lost and just as hurting as guys who just have you know 30 tabs on their chrome mm -hmm. uh, on their chrome browser open i mean i was just as hurting yeah and um, and if anything you know some of that you know aaron's talking about some of maybe the shame or humiliation of going to video stores and some of that stuff it was like i was even going to darker places in some ways you know because i was yeah physically buying stuff i was interacting with people i mean it was um, maybe even closer to, to, to what I'd consider sex addiction versus just porn addiction. So there, you know, I, I, I'm not one of these doom and gloom guys, um, uh, where I think it's all, you know, it's so much worse and the content's so much worse. My, my thoughts were just as evil back then. I got you. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? My, yeah. my depravity was just as deep. Um, so I, the one thing I do think, though, is I sought it out and I got involved with it. The one thing I do think is probably true is there's probably more guys who randomly have gotten hooked on it mm -hmm. um, because it's just so easy. And kids, I think, get exposed to stuff a lot earlier. Oh, now. for sure. And and can look at stuff for a prolonged period of time versus right, just maybe when their... we were kids, we were lucky. You know, we were lucky if we found, well, lucky. Yeah, right, right, right. We yeah. consider ourselves um, lucky. So I, I well, definitely the, think that's it. But, but, the, but other, the other part that's kind of weird with what you're saying is back then there were far less people percentage-wise who were willing to humiliate themselves in the ways we described. Now, statistically, this is something that almost everybody's exposed to and it, yet we feel just as isolated like we can't be honest about it like it will be embarrassing if someone knows i saw that and enjoyed it so i need to hide it and lie about it and yet yeah, that's and, just and, silly well in some ways i think you know part of what's been awesome for me and probably nate you aaron is is because of those early experiences we actually have more to give you know, guys who are coming up, yeah, uh, 
I was shocked when I started my podcast. You know, I started my podcast maybe um, 14 years after I started really getting in recovery. Mm-hmm. I was surprised 14 years later, there were still people who hadn't heard about recovery, hadn't heard about tools, hadn't heard, you know, like, yeah, it was, it was surprising to me that there's many guys who have the first step they've made to recovery was listening to my podcast and everything on the podcast is new to them. Yeah. Tools. Yeah. You know, recovery feelings, all this stuff we're talking about the beginning about authentic community. It's like all new. Everything that we're seeing is completely (laughs) new. There's someone who's going to listen to this interview probably a year from now. And everything we're saying is going to be like mind blown. They're going to be, Oh, guys talk like this guys have these resources and tools. It's because the isolation and the, the sort of separation of this, of this struggle seems to continue the same way as it has always been. It's something you do in secret. Yeah. 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 So I love the fact that we're just out there talking about it. I love the title of your podcast. I love the fact that you're just you're you know you're just balls to the wall on this thing in a way we're 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 a little bit more diplomatic we're pirate monk radio it's not clear or pi- the pirate monk podcast it's not necessarily clear from the from the title exactly what we're doing and uh you're just right out front when did you start the podcast man i started in 2014 wow so april 2014 so I just got to, I'm a little behind you guys. Actually, I kind of, the funny thing is I was way behind you guys. Then you must've taken some, some stamps and vacations or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, um, we, we haven't some, been the most regular in. You must've had a lot of retreats at some point. Because, <laughs> uh, um, you know, real monk, you know, silence, yeah, uh, yeah. vow of silence. Uh, yeah. Cause <laughs> but I we were drinking I'm, actually. Cause I'm now, I think I'm only like 20 or 30 episodes behind you guys now. So I'm, I'm catching up. Uh, all right. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just started... I just had an impulsive competitive feeling. Nate, get some more guys in here quick. <laughs> He's gaining on us. <laughs> yeah, so I started in 2014, and um, and it was kind of funny. I um, I was looking to kind of do something. I was I worked as a corporate marketer, and um, so I was looking for something to do on the side, like either a business or some something fun. And um, I was listening to one of those business podcasts and they're like, uh, well, what do you need? What do you know a lot about? (laughs) What what do, what do people ask you a lot about? And at my church, I was kind of the go-to guy for all sexual right issues yeah yeah, yeah. i'm um, that guy all, i know that i know that role. yeah i'm i'm like the <laughs> nate larkin of chicago <laughs> right yeah, yeah. um everyone knew my broken story right. everyone um everyone came for help to the group i used to run a group with men and women and it, it dealt with it was a discipleship group for men and women struggling with uh sexuality and in and all sorts of things you know whether yeah, yeah. trauma or uh wounds or addiction and um and and you knew the shift happened when some filipino mother said he's the fat guy who dances <laughs> and used to touch himself a lot <laughs> and you're like well that's it's a uh, it's changed i get that's it. accurate that's true <laughs> uh yeah um uh, well yeah it is it is interesting every once in a while where i'll talk to like a woman at church you know who's like a, a wife of a friend of mine and she goes oh i heard episode 67 and i'll be like Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was thinking, what what horrible story did I tell in that in that episode? Um, you know, the funny thing about that, and maybe Nate probably has experienced this. Aaron, maybe you experienced this too, but I I, I know Nate. Uh, but uh, you know, I find that women a lot of times are much more comfortable with our you know our vulnerable stories. Mm-hmm. With, uh, I mean, I feel like the more honest I've been about my past and the more honest and the more truthful I've been about what I've been doing to get recovery, the safer I become to people. Yeah. Um, Like, I feel like sometimes I have to remind people, Hey, I still struggle a little bit. I'm not like, um, I'm not like a, uh, a monk who's just been totally like, (laughs) yeah, 
Yeah. You know, like women, I don't even see you. You know, you're like, you're like just visions of, of God's image. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, I have to, I feel like I have to remind people that sometimes, but, but I feel like women in general have been really receptive to, it, to it, my story. Yeah. And I have found it's very disarming for guys too. Uh, I, I operated under the misconception that if people ever found out what was, you know, a, a actually going on in my life or what I'd actually done that, you know, they would run and, uh, and, and now they do, they run in my direction. Um, because when, once they hear my story, I become the safest guy they know. And, um, it, I've got far more friends now than I did when I was working real hard to have friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the cool thing is you go from being the safest guy they know to realizing that most of the other guys are just as safe. They just don't know it yet. Right. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really cool progression. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still working on it. I feel like I still, I, I still have guys in church kind of heading the other way sometimes when I come down the hall. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what, what like, T-shirt are you wearing when you're coming down the hall? I mean, there might just be some practical things we can did, work on. Are you? It's like, I, are you well, dancing down for, the hall? My my porn for radio shirt said, you know, did you touch yourself today? You know, question mark. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, no. So, um, no, I don't know. Like, I still struggle a little bit with guys. I've had some weird. I went to a podcast conference last year. And, you know, the first question everyone asks you is, what's your podcast? Oh, you know? yeah. So even if you're trying to get into a conversation with them, they yeah. always ask. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of I got a few weird reactions from <laughs> from guys, not in a, not in an even nice way. Like, yeah. Um, one there was one guy who was like Amish or something. Yeah. yeah. Like kind of uh, or he wore like Amish clothes and um, an Amish podcaster. There's something. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was, I don't know if it was Amish or some sort Probably of Mennonite. Go ahead. Man. Yeah. I think it was a Mennonite podcast. And, yeah. uh, and we were shaking hands when I told him the name of my podcast and then he pulled his hand away. Like I had just <laughs> masturbated. <laughs> and, but the way he said it was really shaming. Oh, and, yeah. and I was like, I, and, and yeah. I'm going to bleep the, I, I was like, what an a-hole. Yeah. Like, yeah. Here, this guy's a Mennonite. He's got the dumb straw hat. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's got the straw hat on, and yeah. and he's like, but and he's he's. You know, I didn't mean to say dumb. I guess it's it's their thing. But but it was just it, this guy really upset me because well, he, pro he probably comes out of a shame based community, man, and that's just Absolutely. an instinctive reaction. And, yeah, and uh, it kind of hurt me. And you know, here I am. I'm at this co podcast conference. I know a few people. Yeah, but I don't know a lot. And it's like thousands of people. Yeah. So I'm trying to kind of find my tribe there. Yeah. And and it was like not going well. And then <laughs> this guy kind of does this like this bit and he's kind of, uh, you know, standoffish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, this is hard. Yeah, Even I'd, the Menegonite guy doesn't want I'd, I'd say <laughs> I'd say this, that that is the kind of person uh, I, I haven't had that much of a negative reaction, but I've had groups of people stop inviting me to their pastor prayer meetings, kind uh -huh. of a deal. Yeah. Um, but every time their life ends up in a place that they can't fake. Right. I'm the only person they know to come sure, talk to. Exactly. So when a person in a straw hat doesn't think he can go to his community, he knows who you are. Yeah. And so that's, you know, it, it's a, it's a progression and we, we, in a way, you're picking your tribe. I mean, you pick the name of your podcast. And in doing that, you pick the tribe of people that are going to say, okay, we're going to lean into this guy. Mm -hmm. Morning, I was hanging out by the coffee machine. So you were in uh, the coffee shop with yeah, Tom Mocha drinking yeah. a mocha. <laughs> so, so I'm at the, so we're at the shared office space. We're at the coffee machine and this guy comes up and, uh, and apparently Tom has met the guy, knows the guy's name, you know. So he goes, uh, 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 Nate, have you met uh, Dennis? Uh, no, I haven't. Uh, Dennis, there's Nate. Hi, we shake hands. Dennis looks at us and says, so how do you guys know each other? And Tom says, oh, well, we're both addicted to porn. <laughs> Just as matter of fact as you can be. And, uh, 
and I, and I looked at this guy and he, he 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 blinked a little bit and he went, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going right there on a Monday morning. You know, <laughs> that's usually a Wednesday yeah, yeah, coffee yeah. topic. But okay, <laughs> Monday, fine. And then he smiled and he stayed. You <laughs> know what I mean? It's like we went we went past the bullshit right there. Yeah. We do an awful lot of Christian foreplay that leads to no satisfaction. <laughs> All right, good. We might have to, uh, I don't know if I'm sticking with that, just throwing it out there. All right, good. Just, you guys started doing online Samson groups. Tell me about how that's going and what that, how, you know, how guys get in, involved with that. Yeah, these are awesome. You know, uh, we're about to go wide with them. We have not promoted really at all but still we've got a few hundred guys in these virtual meetings i we went slow on the front end i was really skeptical because we had a bunch of local meetings around uh north america and i know that you know recovery requires relationship and i figured that you have to be in the same physical space in order for that relationship to develop so i resisted virtual meetings but finally listened to some of the other guys and we went ahead and uh Using this Zoom technology, uh, built a new website and started them out. And man, I couldn't have been more wrong. So we've got guys, you know, who have found the closest friends they've ever had in their life. Who got guys who, you know, have friends who are walking with them and they've yet to be in the same room. Um, so, yeah, we're trying to keep that those virtual meetings, that those virtual communities, and our goal, by the way, for 2020 is to have at least one meeting in every uh, every hour of every day. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So uh, we want to keep those groups as safe as possible. Uh, we've had some bad experiences in the past in previous iterations of our website when we were just running forums and chat rooms where some, you know, a few deeply disturbed guys with their own agendas were coming in and kind of screwing things up. I was on that forum. I remember <laughs> seeing some of those things. Okay. Oh, you weren't one of the guys I had to kick off, I don't think. No. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> Wait, unless it was a Dauber 99, did you have to kick <laughs> off Dauber 99? No, it was, do you, did you touch yourself today, 93? So if that wasn't you, then you're okay. Uh, yeah, so so the only way you can get into the virtual groups uh, is you first have to attend a virtual newcomer meeting. And, Got it. And that operates kind of like as a, as a, as a two-way uh, interview. Or we get to meet you, you get to meet us, you learn a little bit about Samson, we learn about you. And if by the end of us, we're both comfortable with the fact that you're really Samson material, then uh, we'll send you a link that gets you through the door and into the virtual groups. And there you can just meet other guys who want to walk in the same direction. And pretty much Samson material just means you don't have some other agenda and yeah. you, you don't. You got to be messed up. Yeah, you're messed up have hidden the fact that you're a predator well enough that Nate doesn't have any idea. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So uh, that's it. Samsonsociety.org or samsonsociety.com. I think either one will get you to a sign up page where you can check out a virtual meeting. Yeah. I just went on the, the new website and I'll put a link in the show notes for, uh, for my show. Um, new website looks great. Yeah, it's rocking. I mean, it looks really good. I mean, I I looked at a uh, Nate and I were at a at a little meeting with some different leaders this last weekend, and I looked at a lot of their websites, and I felt like the Samson Society website was probably one of the best that I saw. Oh, so yeah, I mean, it really looked good. So, how do people find you, Grande Dabercino? <laughs> Well, pull up your podcast app and uh, or, your your, or, or Spotify. Yeah, pull up your pants and uh, look for Porn Free Radio. Subscribe to the podcast. That's the best place. Uh, and then my website that has everything, you know, with the details of my life and my, uh, uh, what, my work, you can go to recoveredman.com. All right. So those are those are the easiest ways to get all to me. The podcast is definitely the entry point for most people, though, because that's where I put all my best stuff. Awesome. And listeners, please email us in with other versions of Dobbers so that we can continue 
to send Matt as many versions <laughs> as we possibly can. Because- the worst one. The worst one I ever heard was some. I think a millennial guy I worked with came up and said, "Hey, Daba Rabo," and I was like, "Never, <laughs> never utter that again." <laughs> Daba Rabo. Is that- it sounds that sounds like a like a like a, a very obese version of myself. Daba Rabo. <laughs> Dabaroski is that worse or better than Daba Rabo? Dabaroski. I don't. There's not really a Polish connection with me, so. Uh, I'm I'm pretty much all German and Austrian, so oh, okay. I, I don't know if ski works there. But all right, so listeners, anyway. help help us out because we know that Matt's enjoying this thoroughly. Yeah, love it, love it. <laughs> hey, this has been great. Uh, what a, I'm so glad you suggested this, Matt. By the way, I had a fantastic time with you last week, uh, hanging out in Colorado Springs, uh, talking about uh, you know doing some fundamental foundational planning for a big recovery event next uh, next summer. And uh, looking forward to hanging with you again. Maybe next time I come up to Chicago, you can show me around. Absolutely, man. Definitely. Okay. And uh, and I'll say, um, yeah, it was fun seeing you. And um, uh, it was too short in some ways. I felt like I needed a. I felt like I needed like a weekend or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny. I got an email from um, Jay Stringer this morning, and uh, he he and I talked a couple times and. Uh, I was like, I could have used like another hour or, yeah, to, yeah. you know, to, to kind of go a little deeper on a couple things. And, uh, uh, but, but yeah, it was great to see you and Michael Leahy. I'd never met Michael Leahy in person. Yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, so, well, yeah, it was so awesome. Great to, great to finally meet you, Aaron too. And, uh, next time I'm in Franklin, if, uh, Nate's out traveling the world, maybe you're around and I can, absolutely (laughs) okay all right well uh, i think that's it for this conversation thank you so much matt so great to to spend time with you uh and let's do it again all right bye And we are back on the Firebunk Podcast. Dauber. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love the way that you just kept spinning new names for him. Man, it's just... <laughs> I, I, I will say, listeners, after we did the episode, I did apologize at my bullying ways that the second he said not to do it, man, that was all I could think of. It was just... <laughs> it's just wrong. It's my sin nature. Yeah. Your sin nature. It's my sin nature. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Oh, my. But what a great guy. That was super fun. Uh, yeah. Kindred spirit in a lot of ways. He really is. A, a great guy to hang with, and he's doing great work. And I, and I do hope that uh, our listeners who have not yet subscribed to Porn Free Radio will do so. And if you get filtered, then you can go to Reco- Re- Recovered Man. Recovered Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're filtered on Google, but uh, yeah, I don't know how it goes on on the uh, on the podcast list. I don't know. I don't know. You'll work it out, everybody, because you're brilliant. Yeah, and probably more technologically advanced than either of us. <laughs> hey, I'm glad that we found time to do this podcast amid all the frenzy of preparations for the upcoming fall retreat, which happens in less than two weeks. Crazy, super fun. Oh, it's going to be so good. Um, and uh, we're pretty much full. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think there might be two or three beds left open. 
by the time this podcast airs, but only two or three. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just, it, it, we've got more and more just great news to share with people and uh, want to make sure that we give plenty of time at the retreat. You know, we've got, you know, we've got works, workshop sessions and we've got two teaching sessions by Jay Stringer. And by the way, Jay Stringer, as uh, our listeners heard, he was at that thing this weekend and brought it. This guy, I mean, this guy is great. Uh, uh, it's going to be fantastic. You don't want to miss Jay. But we've also scheduled in lots of hang time. And yeah. so there'll be campfires and, you know. Yeah, it's been raining, so we know we've got fire permission. Yeah. So that's sweet, because last year I loved that night hanging out, fire pit right on the lake. Yeah. I felt like, ah, oh, this had to be like what it felt like for Jesus, just hanging out <laughs> by the lake, fire. Yeah. It just It just felt right. Yeah. It felt good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, I got plenty to do. I get back to the house. Uh, but uh, are we going to record next week? Uh, I'm planning on it. Okay. We're going to do it. There will be one more episode before the retreat. Uh, and who knows when, uh, you know, the, the that's it. I keep forgetting that these podcasts, it's not like a radio show. I mean, it's evergreen. Somebody might be listening to this in the year 2025, wondering what the hell I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> it's evergreen. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Anyway, until next week, I'm Nate. And I, I, was, I was trying to think of something with evergreen because I'm just stuck there. Yeah. I want a coniferous forest, a grove. <laughs> I want to smell the pine needles. I'm Aaron. <laughs> and we are your somewhat disturbed pals on the Pirate Monk podcast. When I'm gone.